A blessed day, dear UECP brothers and sisters. It is a joy to celebrate with you Missions Month. And this year's theme allows us to explore doors of opportunities so that as Christ followers, we can reach this post-pandemic world with God's love. And it is not simply to reach out. It is to reach effectively to raise generations of Christ-like disciples committed to making Christ-like disciples. We sin And so for the next Sundays of this month, we will examine the kind of love that Jesus has. Explore lessons throughout the history of faith in showing his love. And finally, we want to engage people for doors of opportunities in such a time as this. As one 70s song reminds us, they will know we are Christians by our love. But wait, you know, loving one another is easier said than done. Before we can launch out into the world, we need to revisit God's word and listen to God's heartbeat. We go back to the basics of our relationships as brothers and sisters, as followers of Christ. Take for example what happened in the recent national elections. It was significant that it was referred to as a war between good and evil. And we see this in many fronts. There's this war on disinformation and fake news. But there seems to be another bitter war, and one that is being waged among friends, families, and sadly, fellow believers. This election season indeed brought out the best and the worst among us. We now face the aftermath of the elections. And we ask ourselves, have we been reflecting Christ-likeness? 
所以咱就问咱家己，到底伫即个选举的时阵，咱有效，咱有表现一寡效法基督的形象无 ？How have we treated those whose political colors differs from us？ 咱怎啊底下来对待怀伫政治立场甲咱无相同的人呢 ？And on top of this, the global pandemic is not yet over。除了安尼，咱知影即个啊，全球的疫情也阁未完全的调节。We are all trying to recover, grieving from our, from losing lives and opportunities, or even dreams. Nantia, ako, ako tala kwe hok ni nantia, uyo lang so sitki e e e tuay e tuay lang tuay kihue kap tuay guambong tia ako le yusong. As disciples of Jesus, how can we start all over again? Nakidyan tuay yaso e bunto e siyon. Nami chumat yako tiyonghok kaisini. How can we carry out faithfully? Our mission in the midst of these difficulties. So, in this case, 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 Today's main passage is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 13, verses 31 to 38. Lang kinadi de kyang bun si kita de yokhan hokim sapsajung sa sapitat kau sa sapuetat. It is part of the last teaching of Christ to his disciples. Tiyesi yaso it ang bunto lobe kau to ejipohun. And as the last words of any person, these final words of Jesus are crucial because it reveals His heart for us. While all the four Gospels give an account of the Last Supper, only the Apostle John Records this extended conversation that he had with Jesus. As we then, alang kwakin siyok imlongjong ukidyo kau chige zueao e amchan tansi ziu su to yokan diya chong chige yendong e kau tam kizai di kizai kwani kong kau yaso diya hunhong e hijimi. It started in the upper room and continued on until he and his disciples walked to the garden in Gethsemane. Yaso ay kanglun si tui inti pangtiang si tun kaisi cukawa ikabunto sa kapkian kau kaksema dihang si tun. This extended conversation is called the upper room or the farewell discourse, and it runs from John chapter thirteen verse thirty-one until chapter seventeen. Si entiang ay kau tam siang siang si si tio siang tui si kong si ti pangtiang ay tamwe, asi ikuan be dipet ay tamwe. It has many unique themes and essential lessons for the followers of Jesus, both then and for us now. It might be called our marching orders. For the followers of Jesus, lang tang kong sa lang kiden si le kunte yasoe, tige si Isu ho lang ay kung kunding. As the master tells his followers 
how they must live in the days ahead. Sige, ho lang kwang kisit. And how they would continue his mission even without his physical presence. And as Jesus' death approached, he prepared his disciples for life on a mission. And what are his marching orders for us these days? UECP's motto encapsulates this powerfully. Love God, make disciples. In light of our position, as we live between His departure and His coming, believers should be ready to embark on this mission to love God and make disciples. And it's because the world will know we're Christ followers through our love for one another. Again, I repeat, the world will know we're Christ followers through our love for one another. So how can Christ's followers and the church fulfill the marching orders to reach the world with His love during these uncertain times? Let me share with you three biblical principles that are foundational to how we can fulfill Christ's mandate. Recognize, respond, reply. The scripture reading that we would see would provide us a background to understand the significance of our main passage. Imagine the scene with me. In John chapter 13, 1 to 17, Jesus' final dinner with his disciples was in progress when he slipped away from the table, filled a basin with water, and began to wash his disciples' feet. And in verses 18 to 30, Jesus predicts his betrayal. He 
he became visibly troubled as he began to speak that one of them would betray him. The disciples were at a loss as to which one of them might do such thing. And Peter asked John, leaning close to Jesus, to ask him who the betrayer was. Only the Apostle John heard Jesus speak the following words, revealing the betrayer's identity. It was Judas. Judas received a foot washing, but he also received the bread from Jesus, symbolizing his body that would be broken for the forgiveness of sins. When Judas ran out of the room, the others thought that he was just being sent on an errand to buy supplies for the Passover festival. In fact, the devil had entered into him to move him to betray Jesus. Right after Judas left, Jesus showed his complete understanding of what was finally going to happen. And it is God's glory and the glory of Jesus. And so we read in our main text in John 13, verses 31 to 33. When he, referring to Judas, had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. And Jesus departure here is his glorification. This is expressed in the completion of the hour. And this hour is mentioned earlier 
in verse 1. Now, simply, it means that Jesus' time has come to depart from this world. Remember that this farewell address happens on a Thursday night after the Passover meal. It is the night before his crucifixion. And so this R clearly refers to the impending death on the cross that is upon him. Jesus then refers to himself as the Son of Man for the last time in John's Gospel. The title Son of Man is not to be seen in terms of humility, but instead as the glorious one. One that is depicted by the Old Testament prophet Daniel, where one like a son of man receives the everlasting kingdom from the ancient of days. And on the cross, Jesus makes the Father's love known. Let's read. He says, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself. And glorify him at once. There is this mutual glory between the Father and the Son. On the one hand, Jesus explained to us who his father was by demonstrating his obedience to him all through his life, even in suffering and death. On the other hand, the father also shows and makes known Jesus' obedience and that he is glorified at once or right away. God will glorify Jesus, especially in his death and resurrection. But it is not until the next verse that Jesus clearly announces his approaching crucifixion and death. So 
Jesus addresses his disciples as little children. This is a term of intimacy and warm affection. Jesus assumes the role of the family head or the teacher and he expresses his concern for them. He says in verse 33, Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. The mention of Jesus' departure, it was only implied in 31 to 32. But here, this verse, he explicitly states what this glorification requires. It means that he would leave to go back to the one who sent him. He will leave his followers temporarily. And as we look at verses 31 to 33, the first principle foundational to how we can effectively fulfill Christ's mission is to recognize his glory and his coming. Recognize his glory and his coming. Because the world will know that we are Christ's followers through our love for one another. And what does it mean for us today as we reach out to others in our mission? For one, the ultimate goal of our mission is for God's glory. As we prepare for our mission to reach the world with His love, we need to see Jesus' departure in the same way. The life and mission of Christ have centered in glorifying God through His, through His obedience. So in the same way, our desire to reach out to others must be done in submission and obedience to Him. So it 
it should not be for the glory of our local church or organization. Rather, it must be for the praise and honor of Jesus Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Secondly, the hope that we look forward to in our mission is God's coming. You know what? This gives believers hope that someday, one day, it will lead to a glorious reunion as well. And like the apostles, we are in the same situation. We live after Jesus' departure and before His arrival. And so our future is only as strong as the anchor who holds it. I pray that we are anchored on a sure foundation as the author of Hebrews wrote, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It's also important to have the right perspective. Don't miss out on the bigger picture when we experience setbacks in pursuing God's mission. In our limited human view, we might just see the events of Christ's suffering, death, and crucifixion as something that is difficult. But in the supernatural realm, God's glory has been revealed precisely through Christ's death and resurrection. And this should encourage us that the problems and the trials that we face as we respond to the mission will enable us to look beyond our troubles and focus on God's glory. Again, recognize His glory and His coming because the world will know we're Christ's followers through our love for one another. After He said, that he would soon be leaving his disciples and they would not be able to join him for now, 
Jesus shared what he expects of them in his absence. Verse 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now this command to love one another is not something new because the Old Testament already contains similar commands. Take for instance Leviticus 18.19 You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But instead, this newness of his command is related to the new covenant community. It is new because the people of God are composed in a new way. We are now identified outside of Israel. We are now identified through a new covenant by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this command only finds fulfillment when the disciples identify themselves and those in covenant with them as a new community. The next phrase describes what is the nature of this love that, this, that the disciples are to show one another by adding the element of the example for, from Christ. It says there, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. In short, the command is new because of Jesus Christ. He now becomes the new standard of the disciples' love for one another. Now, if Jesus introduces loving one another with his disciples, does it mean that they will exclude those outside their community? Does this mean that they will not have a love for the world? Of course not. On the contrary, Jesus shows what's the effect of showing love for one another among his disciples. 
，当然唔是反倒当耶稣，互因看见说讲门徒彼此三听的效果。Says there, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 恁若彼此有彼此三听的心，正人因为安尼就认出恁是我的门徒了。And exactly, this is the result of the disciples loving one another. That the kind of love is how the world will identify members of this new community. 正正就是安尼，当门徒门徒彼此三听的时阵，世间人就会看见因有这款的听，因就会爱接到这个门徒彼此三听的听的听。世间人就要认出因是新立约的群体的成员。This is the distinguishing mark of what an authentic Christian or follower of Christ should be. 一个真正的基督徒或者是一位基督的群体者，应当有这款分别的表号。And so, the second principle, foundational on how we can fulfill Christ's mission, is to respond. To the new commandment of loving one another. So, the third principle is to know how to fulfill God's commission. The first principle is to know how to fulfill God's commission. The second principle is to know how to fulfill God's commission. For one, our proclamation or the message that we communicate to the world is dependent on how well you love. 头像就是说，咱所宣扬的，咱所传达的信息，咱按世间人所传达的信息，是变着咱怎啊听人。It might sound cliche, but the quote is valid. As Teddy Roosevelt said, "Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care." 虽然咱经常听见一句话，但是这句话是非常有影的。这个就是啊，西西西奥多罗斯福啊所讲的，伊讲无有人关心你知影偌济，直到因知影你有偌济的关心面。And so our relationships with all believers, the person sitting next right to you, should reflect a Christ-like love. 所以，咱甲彼般信徒，咱的关系就是迄位坐伫你边仔的，应该都反射迄款效法基督的听。The truth is that we should strive to make all our relationships patterned after Christ. 其实，当咱一切甲人的关系，应该是要按照底下来效法基督的的关系。He modeled this in John 13 verse 1. Says there, having loved his own. Who were in the world, he loved them to the end. 就是第约翰十三章第一节，伊予人伊行过，底下来予人看，伊予人看见说讲，既然伊底下啊，伊既伊既然听世间俗家己的人，伊就听因交代。One, we should love sacrificially. 一项咱就是要以牺牲的态、牺牲的态度、态度底下来听人。And while we cannot love Exactly like Jesus, we can love sacrificially, and that is by loving others above our own interests. 虽然咱无法通尊尊的亲像耶稣怎啊底下来听人，但是咱有法通以牺牲牺牲的态度底下来听人，就是说讲咱听人关高高人的事
In Philippians 4, it says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, although he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God some a thing to be grasped. And there's no self-entitlement here. We also love by serving others. Jesus took the role of a servant. You know, today everyone wants to be noticed. But only a few want to take that humble role of a servant. But Jesus repeatedly stated that the only way to the top of his kingdom was by taking the lowest position. He says in Mark, whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. And this is what one writer mentioned as descending into greatness. How about you? As the Lord opens doors of opportunities for you to love one another, who can you be a servant to this week? And how can you humble yourself and wash someone else's feet? Ask God who He is inviting you to serve following the example of Jesus. Remember, the world will know that we are Christ followers through our love for one another. Finally, Jesus was direct in telling his disciples that he is going away to where they could not follow him. And being very loyal to Jesus, Peter perhaps found it hard to take it all in, that idea of being separated with Jesus. Verses 36 to 38, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. But Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, 
The rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Se bumpitiak tumbang yaso kong zu ang toloki yaso tu hui tap kong waso ki so zai di hien zai bo atang kunte waki ao lai kyok tu kunte waki pitiak kong zu a wa ui semi hien zai bo atang te di ki ni wa guan yi ui di pang sak si mia yaso kong Di guan yi ui gua pang sak si mia ma gua sit sit zai zai e kan di kong kue kio yi jeng di be sa pai e bo din gua. This prediction must have been overwhelming and confusing for Peter and for the others who might have heard it. Jike u gen kiam zai tui Peter ka pai ki ta e tiang ki e lang lai kong jike kiam zai ho ing kak ti jin jia diao duan. Jesus had predicted that one of them would betray him. And because of his overconfidence, Peter just showed that he was not ready to follow Christ. You know when Peter asked Jesus where he was going, he seemed selective in hearing that he forgot about the importance of the new commandment of Christ. Peter takes no interest or concern with loving his brethren. Peter's second question, Lord, why can I not follow you? It only shows his self-confidence and his self-reliance. Peter here offers himself that he will lay down his life for Jesus. Now, as heroic as his intentions may seem, Jesus knows Peter better than himself. At the core of discipleship, becoming like Jesus cannot be separated from his death and his glorification. Peter cannot do it by self-will alone. The disciples need to depend on the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's purpose and His mission in their lives. And it is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that mediates the presence of Christ in His absence. The Holy Spirit reminds us of His teaching. He will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
and the Spirit guides the disciples into all truth about Christ. In verses 36-38, the third and the last principle, foundational to how we can effectively fulfill Christ's mission is to rely on God's Spirit, our Counselor. Rely on God's Spirit. So what does it mean for us today as we reach out others in our mission? For one, the mission that God has called us is a supernatural endeavor. We cannot accomplish this out of our human capabilities, our wisdom, or our strength. We will give up quickly, even before we begin. Even the ability to love one another requires more than just good interpersonal skills. We will always find ourselves inadequate and unable to follow Him. And that is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to work on our behalf. Thank God that Jesus made it possible because He provided us with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will guide, direct, and empower every believer to fulfill His plan. So again, believers can effectively fulfill Christ's mission by relying on God's Spirit. The eighth Olympic Games of 1924 in France drew over 45 countries and attracted a crowd of 60,000 spectators. And among the competitors from Great Britain was a man named Eric Liddell. Eric Liddell was controversial because he was a devout follower of Christ. He believed that he should not compete on a Sunday. Because it is considered the Sabbath. And so many people criticized Liddell's devotion. But he refused to run on that Sunday and instead preach that morning. And 
Wednesday, he ran for the 200-meter finals and he placed third. He then competed in the 400-meter race joining runners from Canada and the United States. And just before the race, as Liddell went down the starting line, some, someone handed him a piece of paper with 1 Samuel 2.30. It says there, Those who honor me, I will honor. So Eric was just 22 years old, but he provided a powerful example of one who gave up the opportunity for personal glory which he, for a race that he has trained for many years. He recognized God's glory more than his own, and in the end, God honored his devotion. Eric brought home the gold medal and he had set a new world record of 47.6 seconds and it remained a world record for the next four years. Eric but the story does not end here. After his Olympic success, moved by a burden to reach out to the lost, Eric Liddell embarked on a career as a missionary to China. Earlier, he said, I believe God made me for a purpose. Later, he completed his life's purpose statement saying, I believe God made me for a purpose for China. But he also made me fast and when I run, I feel his pleasure. Liddell dedicated his life to China and among the Chinese. His battle cry would be Christ for the world, for the world needs Christ. Liddell died eventually in a Chinese prison. But you know what? He won the lost for Jesus Christ. 
He kept the mission because he recognized God's glory, responded in love, and relied on the Spirit. During these difficult times, Christ's followers and the church fulfill Jesus' marching orders to open doors of opportunity with His love. But before we engage the world, our Lord summons us for some serious reflection. In John 13:31-38, we can fulfill God's mandate and His mission to reach the world with His love. And this will happen when God's people first recognize God's glory and His coming. Second, when we respond to the new commandment of loving one another. And finally, when we rely on God's Spirit, our Counselor. We need to be ready to embark on this mission to love God and make disciples so that the world will know we're Christ's followers through our love for one another. I would like for us to pause and think for a while. Ask God for that one person that He invites you to love this week. Who is this one person whom I can be a servant to this week? Second, what is one thing specific thing that I can do to love as Christ loved by serving this person sacrificially. Let's pause for a while. Brothers and sisters, Gary Burge said it well. This is the essence of Jesus' vision for the church. What is it? It is not a community that heals people just so that they will be whole, although healing is important. That the church is not a community that teaches so that people will be gratified with knowledge, although wisdom is valuable. 
甘啊甘吉的甘吉的的群体虽然智慧也是宝贝。The church is not a community that evangelizes only so that it will grow its ranks, although mission to the world is crucial. 教会也不是单单一个团福音，通让人人数增长的群体。虽然说讲，咱按全世界团福音，这个也是重要的。He says the church is a community that invites people to touch the glory of God. 啊，伊讲教会是一个邀请人来触摸上帝的荣耀的 ，to be changed by it， 受伊改变的。And to bear it to the world. Then I will unseal it, showing this glory. Father God, let it be that you, ECP, will continue to become God's community. What a community compelled by the great commandment. For the great commission. For the great commission. For the great commission. Because the world will know we're Christ followers through our love for one another. In which yet you lam pi chu sa tia, se kan lang ju be zai ya, lan si ki tok e kun te jia. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Tang wan xiong te chok hok din.